What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Tigers. I am your host, Chris Castellani. It is Wednesday, August 26th, 2020. Thank you very much for tuning in. We have an action-packed show today. A whole lot to talk about. But before we get into the Tigers and their 7-1 victory over the Chicago Cubs last night, some big-time news in baseball Last night, Lucas Giolito of the Chicago White Sox threw his first career no-hitter, the first no-hitter of the 2020 season. Nine innings, one walk, 13 strikeouts. He was dynamic. I mean, I watched the last couple innings. An unbelievable performance. The performance of a lifetime, really. And he's still very young, so that's saying something. He might have a few more left in him, honestly, especially with how good his stuff was last night set season highs across Major League Baseball for the most swings and misses, only threw 101 pitches, 74 strikes, a truly dominant performance by the tall righty on the south side. I've spent the last several years salivating over how good this White Sox core was going to be, how high their potential was as a team. Well, guess what? They're reaching that potential. That core that I talked about for years— Anderson, Jimenez, Abreu, Moncada, Robert, Giolito. That core has arrived. This team is a team you can pencil in for the postseason over the next four or five years, at least. Their best is as good as anyone's best. And unfortunately, they play in the same division as Detroit. And one day I will go on a long rant about how the Tigers rebuild was muffed from the beginning while the White Sox rebuild was flawlessly, flawlessly executed from the beginning when they hit when they hit the reset button at the end of the 2016 season. I don't have enough time to go into all of that, but Giolito throwing a no-hitter to me is the official sign. Now, I knew that they were they had already arrived. I knew that this was a team that was going to be very good for the next several years, but to me this is all of Major League Baseball realizing that the Chicago White Sox are going to be a World Series favorite here for the next several seasons. What's their record right now? They're 18 and 12. I think they have the best team in the division right now. Like, maybe they won't win the division. You know, there's only a month left in the season, so you don't know. I think they have the best team in the AL Central. I think they have the deepest team in the AL Central. I think they have the best lineup in the AL Central. You know, need one or two more starters probably in that rotation to get them over the hump, but I still think the rotation is probably better than the Twins is. I mean, I don't want to go into all that. The fact is, an amazing performance by Lucas Giolito. A guy everybody likes, which is awesome. And I saw something a White Sox fan tweeted that I thought was actually really sweet. Like, it actually audibly made me go, aw. And that was, you know, after a big moment like this. And I hate this, by the way. People digging up old tweets, trying to find, you know, racist tweets that a guy sent out when he was 15, probably shoving pizza rolls in his face, and, you know, sitting with his high school buddies and try to cancel him, quote-unquote. They dug up some of Lucas Giolito's old tweets. They're so wholesome. He's like talking about, oh, dad brought home Reese's Puffs. You know, I can't wait to go see Monsters University. This guy is just a great dude. How can you not be happy for Lucas Giolito tonight? And I know he's he's a part of a division rival. I don't care. He is uh, he is a fun pitcher to watch. Now rocking, I believe, maybe more than this, but at least a 16-inning scoreless streak because he threw seven scoreless against the Tigers and then followed that up by throwing a no-hitter last night against the Pirates. A really wonderful performance. I, I couldn't be happier for him. Now, on to the crux of today's show, Tigers baseball. Tigers won last night, a 7-1 victory against the Chicago Cubs. A really nice bounce-back performance. I mentioned this in my post-game, but I think it is worth repeating that it's it's one of those games that does make you realize that this team is still substantially better 
than last year's team because Monday's game was an absolute beatdown. You know, Mize was the victim of some bad luck and some poor command. Offense wasn't great, kind of got shut down by Alec Mills. They did hit a two-run home run there in kind of garbage time, but for the most part, we're pretty much shut down. A non-competitive ballgame. A ballgame we saw way too much of and have seen way too much of over the last several seasons. And it was one of those games where last season it would have led to a five or six game losing streak. And while this team is still not good, that performance last night showed that there's been genuine improvement. There was no hangover. There was no carryover from one game to another. And I think part of that, the old Jim Leland principle, your momentum is only as good as your next day's starting pitcher. And Spencer Turnbull with a really nice bounce back start last night. Still had some command issues, walked three and five and two thirds, but three hits, five strikeouts, and more importantly, no earned runs against a good Cubs lineup pitched out of some really tough high leverage situations. Look, when he's locating, which for him is, you know, like 50% of the time, man, he's a fun pitcher to watch. And while I still don't agree he has the best stuff in this organization, you know, he's top two or three. Like, he has absolutely wipeout stuff when he's locating. And yesterday, you saw the fastball get up to 97, threw some really good sliders to, to kind of get him over the top and get some big outs. You know, like he's got that ice water in his veins, it seems. Like, he doesn't get rattled by anything. He's got a great demeanor on the mound, which I know I bring that up a lot, but I think it is really important. I think he's got it. You know, he, he was very good yesterday. I will bring up one more thing, and I said it in my post game, but I, I do want to mention it because I, I want to see if he takes that leap. Does he not seem like a guy who has, like, 10 strikeout over 6 inning potential? Does he not seem like a guy who could strike out 200 in 162-game season? Like you see the fastball exploding at points, reaching 97 yesterday. I think we've seen it top out at 98 in the past. Sliders really started to come along for him. ERA down to 297. And it could be, I don't know, maybe it's a pitching coach issue. I don't want to kick Rick Anderson while he's down. He's on a leave right now because of a personal matter. But I, I feel like there's another level to Spencer Turnbull that hasn't been unleashed yet. And I really hope we get to see that because I think he's got it in him. Offensively, a good performance last night, a patient performance. Tyler Chatwood, oh boy, in inning in a third, three hits, miraculously only two runs, but five walks and two strikeouts. I mentioned his command issues on yesterday's podcast, and uh, you know uh, that that was epic foreshadowing because that command was abysmal last night. I, I'll have to ask somebody about this sometime, but to me, if I'm a pitcher, not being able to find the zone and being just completely helpless out there has got to be a worse, more desperate feeling than giving up gappers and doubles and home runs. Because at the end of the day, you can sometimes get away with bad pitches. Sometimes guys just tee off on you. Even if you have your best stuff, sometimes you just miss with your location and guys can just square it up. But even so, you can still get away with with bad pitches every so often. You can't get away with poor command. It's going to come back to bite you at some point. And man, it did yesterday. It was brutal. But the, the, it was still a close game. It was only a 2 nothing game. You go into the 6th inning. Cameron Mabin with a much-needed RBI double to drive in Jacoby Jones. Isaac Paredes had one of the best at-bats we've seen by a Tiger all year. I believe a nine-pitch at-bat. Drew a walk to load the bases. And then Jonathan Scope, two batters later, with a grand slam to left field to really put the game on ice. Tigers win. Their record is now 12-16 and on the season. I want to talk about Jonathan Scope here for a second because his name has been thrown around in a lot of trade talks. Let's let's dive into that. I like Jonathan Scope. I like the signing. I think the guy is a very, very good player. And they got him for cheap, really. And the Twins got him for cheap. The fact is, Jonathan Scope in 2017 had a 6-3 war. 
seemed like he was going to take off and be like a superstar second baseman. Follow that up with a really underwhelming start to the season or majority of the season with the Orioles got traded to the Brewers where he struggled even more. I don't think, I don't even know if he was starting playoff games by the end of his tenure there, had a really bad stint with them, was seemingly damaged goods following what was a contract season. 2019, the Twins signed him for cheap, has a pretty solid year. 23 home runs, only played in like 100-something games. Like, he's, he's got really tremendous power. And then the Tigers got him for cheap as well. This is a guy, much like C.J. Crone, probably desperate for a multi-year deal. Name being thrown around for trade talks. Look, in a 162-game season, I would probably be a little bit more okay with it. But here's where I kind of draw the line. I like I, If they trade him... Fine. I hope they re-sign him. I like this guy. He's put up good numbers for them. He's still pretty young. He's only 28 years old. He's been around for a while. He still has probably some of his best baseball still to come. He might not reach the peaks that he reached in 2017, but he's a good hitter. He's a good player, plus defender as well. A lot to like about Jonathan Scope. The fact is, you look at Avila's trades, and that is, to me, the area where he has struggled the most as a GM. I think they've drafted fairly well. Some signings over the last several years have been okay. Scope and Crone were pretty good signings. Obviously, Crone got injured, but that wasn't Avila's fault. To me, where they have screwed up the most has been the trades. Justin Wilson and Alex Avila for Isaac Paredes and Jamer Candelario, a good deal. I will give them that. Jamer's been pretty good this year. Paredes is looking like he's going to be a major league player here for a while, only 21 years old. That was a good trade. Besides that, the returns for Justin Verlander, Justin Upton, J.D. Martinez, Leonis Martin, Mike Fires, and I, I'm probably leaving somebody out, but but that's all I can think of right now, have yielded maybe, maybe one Major League ball player in Willie Castro. And even I think he'll be more of a platoon guy. I think he's still got a long ways to go, but he is young. So, let, you know, I'll be generous. Let's say one. One Major League player for all that talent. And those were in full seasons, no pandemic, none of that crap. We've seen several times here how unwilling teams will be to dish out top-tier talent for half a season of a good player. They got nothing for J.D. Martinez. Like a top-five hitter in baseball, they got nothing for him. And while I've come to kind of understand why they didn't get much for him, because it was only half a season, they missed time the trade. They could have gotten so much more if they would have traded him after 2016. That's a conversation for another day, but I'm trading Jonathan Scope if I know I'm going to get a Major League ball player back. I don't think there's any team right now that is going to be willing to trade a surefire Major League ball player for 30 games of Jonathan Scope. And I like the guy. He's a good player, but uh, the proof is in the pudding. The, The proof is in the evidence. We've seen this several times here. Half a season of a guy, even in a 162-game season, does not lead to does not lead to substantial surefire major league talent in the returns. It just doesn't. Also, and some people will disagree with me on this, I think you trading a guy makes it less likely that you re-sign him. And I know some people say that that's kind of a conspiracy. I've seen it happen before, obviously with more high-profile guys like like John Lester, somebody like that. Or uh, or Mookie Betts with Boston, all the people saying, oh, the the, the the Dodgers, you know, traded for him. But, oh, don't worry, he's going to come back to Boston. No, he's not. He has no intention of coming back to Boston. Everyone says, oh, I want to be here until another team throws a whole lot of money at him. So, for the most part, I'm against it. If it was a 162-game season 
where your goal was to guarantee yourself a top three or top five or top one draft pick and you just want to secure the tank, I would understand it a little bit more. But we don't know what the draft is going to look like this year. There's been rumors about a lottery, rumors about combining the, the two records of the last two seasons and then doing a lottery. It, it's a mess right now. So there's not a whole lot of guarantee regarding the draft. So I'm not going to trade him unless I know I can get legit Major League talent back. And for 30 games, you'd be crazy to do that. And I like Jonathan Scope, but I just think that would be a bit nuts. We'll see where it goes. You know, maybe they'll trade him. I, I'm not, I'm, I really don't know. I don't know what Al Avila's thought process is right now. I never do. He's the most unpredictable man in baseball. When we get back, I will preview tonight's game, another 7-10 ball game in Comerica Park. We will be right back. And we're back. But did we ever really leave? I mean, come on. Tonight's pitching matchup. This will be a short segment. That was a long first segment. Plenty to cover. You know, you had a no-hitter. You had a Tigers victory. You had scope going deep. Potential trade talks. A whole cornucopia of things to talk about. Tonight's pitching matchup. Michael Fulmer going for the Tigers. Fulmer coming in with a nothing-and-nothing record and a 9-5-3 ERA. Fulmer was badly frustrated after his last start. This coming from MLB.com, of course. Allowing five runs and three innings Friday at Cleveland, he battled his command issues and long at-bats, counteracting his jump in velocity. And on the mound for the Chicago Cubs, John Lester coming in with a 2-1 record and a 5-0-6 ERA. Lester has labored to find his cutter in recent outings, allowing 13 runs on 18 hits, 6 homers. In his past two starts, nine and two-thirds innings, he gave up eight runs and three and two-thirds innings versus the White Sox on Friday. Yeah, John Lester's good for one or two really bad blow-up starts a year with the exception of uh, 2016 and maybe 2014 when he was really at the top of his game. One of the great free agent signings of all time, and John Lester does not have a whole lot left in the tank, but what he brought to the Chicago Cubs, instilling that winning attitude and, and just ace-level stuff, I mean, was money for them in the postseason in 2016. Uh, he, he's been he's been remarkable for them. Even though his last two years he's really struggled, that was an absolute win of a signing. Doesn't have a whole lot left in the tank, though. Fastball has dipped in velocity. He could maybe retire after this season. I bet somebody will take a flyer out on him. He's such a competitor. You know, he's one of those guys I think who's probably going to try to pitch until he's 40, though he has really nothing left to prove except for padding stats. In terms of the Tigers, look, Michael Fulmer... You just want to see improvement. That's all you want to see. And we haven't seen a ton of it in some of his starts so far this season. It's been remarkably frustrating. Everyone's rooting for Michael Fulmer. Nobody dislikes this guy. He's said all the right things. He's sadly had to be a part of some really awful baseball teams here and has had to fight through some serious injuries. I mean, you don't get much more serious than Tommy John as a pitcher, especially a second Tommy John surgery. I have no idea what to make of them. You know, some people are saying this season is a crapshoot anyway, and while, okay, I get that, all they're asking is to get three innings out of him right now, and he hasn't been able to do that. Like So, so far, it's been a failure in terms of his start to the season here. Pretty disappointing. I hope he's able to find something. I really do. Because, uh, you know, with all these pitchers, I say, well, it's commands, his stuff isn't good, yada, yada. It's everything with him right now. Like the fastball, yes, has gone up in velocity a bit, but it doesn't explode the way that it used to. And fastball spin rate on baseball savant backs up that claim. He's gotten beat around a bit. Command hasn't been very good either. He's a mess. And it's part of the reason why just three scoreless innings would go a long way at this point. I'm not even asking for him to be dominant. Just you feel like if he's able to get his foot in the door here a little bit, give him something to build off of, that would be enough. We shall see. But that will do it for what has been an action-packed show 
today here on Locked On Tigers. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Tigers. While you're at it, hey, go ahead and go to Apple Podcasts. Go to iTunes. Leave a positive review of this show. It would be much, much appreciated. Thank you very much for tuning in. I will be right back here tomorrow. Thank you again for listening. I love you guys very much. Oh, oh, by the way, what am I doing? What am I doing? Uh, my YouTube page on the link to my Twitter page at Castellani2014. You'll find the link to my YouTube page where I'm reviewing movies and making video essays as well, even though those take a lot of time. Please subscribe to that channel. Let's get those watch hours up. I really like the content I put out there. So thank you very much for listening. Have a great rest of your day and go Tigers.